in 2014, we decided to go the South Pole route because the uh, the commercial cows was causing a a large consumption of our grass, and they was uh, and then when the grass was gone, we was having to supplement feed, and then uh, so we stepped back, you know, and we was like, we've got to reevaluate this, and and you know, we we run our farmer operation off of. You know, you can't manage what you don't measure and you can't expect what you don't inspect. And uh, so we was just like, we have got to do something different. Um, so we introduced the South Pole um, animals into our herd. Hi folks, and welcome back to another South Pole Podcast. My name is Becky Zarzinski, and I'm your host for today's episode. In today's show, we'll be talking to Josh Creech of Creech Farms in Albertville, Alabama. And not only will we be diving into his South Pole story of why they transitioned to the South Pole cattle from their commercial herd, but we'll also be discussing the 15th annual South Pole Field Day and Cow Auction, which they are actually going to be hosting September 22nd, 23rd, 2023, which is actually just seven days away from uh, today. So hopefully if you folks are coming to the field day, you'll get a chance to listen to this podcast, um, maybe on the way down to the field day when you're traveling or before, and you can get a little bit more insight into who the creatures are. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into the episode. Well, good morning, Josh. Thanks for being here with the uh, South Pole podcast this morning. Really excited to hear about um, a really exciting new event or exciting event that's happening next week at y'all's place, the Creech Farm in Albertville, Alabama, which is the 15th annual South Pole Field Day and Cattle Auction. Um, And that is happening actually one week from now. So the 22nd and 23rd of September. and before we jump into that exciting event, I did want to just kind of take things back a little bit and ask you some questions and, and discuss a little bit about your background in agriculture and maybe where it started, what brought you guys to, to raising cattle, and maybe more specifically why you guys got into the South Pole breed. But Josh, why don't you why don't you just help me kind of paint a picture of of um, your background in agriculture and where it all started. Okay. Uh, first off, my name is Josh Creech. Um, um, am a co-owner of, of Creech Farms. Uh, my dad, Doug, um, um, first off, I, I, I want to, you know, start this off, uh, a shout out to, to him and my mother, uh, because without them, None of this farm operation would be possible. So um, I'd like to get that out of the way and just just let everyone know that, that you know if you if you see my if you see Doug and Kathy uh, that's that's my parents. Uh, you know they they have um, they poured a lot of time and uh, resources into the um, uh, to this field day event. Um, they have uh, they're very passionate about it. Uh, well as I and my family, it's uh, it's taken a lot of, of time to put this event together, but it's it's definitely going to be worth it. So, um, with with that said, my uh, my passion for cattle 
uh, started in uh, right out of high school in 2004. Um, I, I purchased a small commercial herd, uh, didn't have a whole lot of acreage. But anyway, one thing led to another, and we, um, you know, we decided that we would, you know, maybe ease our way into the a little bit bigger uh, commercial herd, and um, we purchased the farm in 2014 and now we're running around 260 acres but in 2014 we decided to go the south pole route because the uh the commercial cows was causing a a large consumption of our grass and they was uh, and then when the grass was gone we was having to supplement feed and then uh so we stepped back you know, and we was like, we've got to reevaluate this. And, and you know, we, we run our farmer operation off of, you know, you can't manage what you don't measure and you can't expect what you don't inspect. And uh, so we was just like, we have got to do something different. Um, so we introduced the South Pole um, animals into our herd. Now, we didn't get rid of all of our commercial cows at once, but um, we, as of today, um, and probably since 2017, uh, I have around six foundational black cows that still left, but they all have South Pole influence in their uh, in their lineage. Uh, so there's not a pole, there's not a animal on our farm that does not have some form of South Pole, which most of our animals are full blood and purebred. But we do have some three-quarter bloods, and then uh, for those that's come in the field, they uh, they'll be able to see a lot of our cattle because they'll be within seeing distance of of where the farm is. So when you see the black cows there, you'll just know that you know that those are uh, some half and three-quarter blood uh, South Pole cattle. So Josh, you were talking about um, when you guys when you first kind of started back in 2004, the small commercial herd. Um, and they were just consuming a lot of forages, um, and they just weren't, they weren't quite fitting for your farming style and environment. Maybe what size cattle were you guys running previous to the South Pole genetics? Um, my, the large majority of them would, I would say would be 13 to 1600 pounds. Um, I mean, maybe a few just a, a you know a little bigger um but most of them I, you know just to say a good average was 1500 pounds and you know for those of you that that don't know the south pole is going to be a, a small smaller frame uh more compact cow and and you know when you pounds is pounds it don't matter what it is it don't matter if it's in a commercial cow or you know a, a south pole cow it, it it don't matter um and the bigger they are the more they're going to eat so you got to have you know i can run more south pole on less acreage than than i can a commercial cow just because of, you know the poundage and the more south poles that i can run it's 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 a lot better on our uh, return on our investment yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And and I've heard I've heard a lot of other folks, not even just specifically in the South Pole breed, but other breeds that 
have been trying to downsize their their cow frame size and wait for that specific reason and larger larger mama cows just consume so much more forage and grass and or whatever else you're you know feeding these if you're not in a in a grass-based farming system um, for the amount of of output which is that calf crop so um yeah that makes a lot of sense josh and um do you guys do currently i'm assuming you kind of do some some form of grazing management or rotational grazing on your farm because i don't think i've ever met a south pole producer who doesn't do some type of grazing management because i think cell poles and uh and and responsibly managing your forage go hand in hand so can you tell us a little bit about your grazing practices yeah so um we uh we have a obviously my dad is is uh somewhat retired now and then we have a uh, farm uh hand that works for us full time and then but I but I do have a another job. But I guess what I'm what I'm getting, what I'm trying to lead up to your question, uh, we we graze paddocks when our seasonal grasses that we planted in. We we probably are structured more uh, just because of the way we have the farm set up. Uh, we we graze pastures, not paddocks. Um, you know, some of these pastures are 20 acres. Some of them are, you know, uh, most of them are around 20. I, I would like to, you know, to do more uh, paddock grazing, but just with our time, it just, it really all depends on what time of the year it is and, and the way that we, uh, that we do our, our grazing. One farm or the uh, the field day will be is actually more you know it's more structured for paddock grazing than the other farm is just because of the way that it's set up but uh so yeah we do you know i guess to answer your question yes we do uh, uh, we do rotational grazing but i would i would put us more in the pasture grazing versus paddock grazing okay and were you doing some form of grazing management when you were running your commercial herd? And and I guess the reason I asked that is just to see if if you've noticed a comparison between you know with bringing in the South Pole genetics versus um, your commercial cattle. Have you seen much of a of a difference in um, the amount of of pounds I guess that you can run on your herd? Um, not just by better grazing, because I think uh, anytime you can split up your paddocks and do some type of some form of rotational grazing, you're going to get better grazing efficiency. But um, just wondering if you've seen anything, some any um, changes with the South Pole genetics with with that. Um. So I say the biggest, uh, obviously, yes, uh, we was not uh, doing the rotational grazing with our commercial herd. Uh, I mean, one reason that I uh, didn't care for the practice was because, uh, and I'm not sitting here trying to beat up a commercial herd or whatever, but uh, my animals didn't like polywire, they didn't like hot pants, and they was not easy to move, the the commercial cows wasn't, and I just like, this is, this is, uh, we're beating a dead horse here, and uh, so 
I mean, we really had to put these things behind, you know, a five strand high tensile slick wire hot fence. Uh, you know, the one strand. I mean, we we can mark our we can have our whole herd up right now in thirty minutes to an hour, and we can do every bit of it with a single wire. You know, poly wire. They're used to it. They don't run through it. They don't wrap it up and you know uh, tear it up. So just just overall for our sake the south poles uh them being you know we can get into another topic them being docile and you know uh my you know docile is is a huge thing especially if you're you know if you're older and you don't you know you don't want a bunch of animals well if you don't want a bunch of animals and you're older and you don't want you don't want the animals running over you or tearing your fences up. I mean, these things are, you know, very gentle and easy to, to move and, and work with. And, you know, now that's not to say just because it's a South Pole, I've seen wild South Poles. I've seen, I have seen a few, a lot, a lot more docile animals than I have seen wild. But uh, I just, the commercial herd, y'all just keep saying that they just, is it wasn't cutting it for us yeah no that that's that's totally understandable and i i wouldn't want i wouldn't want it to you know have cows that are running through my fences all the time or not staying in so for sure uh but josh since we're kind of going down that road a little bit about some of the the traits and characteristics of south pole that um you guys like so far you know you're talking about the docility of them um what what other characteristics kind of led you to even wanting to go down the South Pole route in the first place? Um, and and can you kind of go into how you first kind of found out about the breed? Um, so, um, well, obviously we didn't just happen up on it, you know, on our on our own, uh, of course. Um, the Folks that that we obviously we're neighbors with uh, Stanley and Andy Sumners. Um, Stanley and Andy, um, I, I would consider them uh, friends, um, or also neighbors. Um, you know, I, we don't really cross a whole lot of paths as far as day to day, but you know, I know if I need something, I can call them, and so we we just started talking to them because we purchased a farm that was close to them. And, you know, we're, we're pretty close in that community. Everybody kind of knows everybody. And anyway, so we, 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 you know, we tried it out and was talking about it. And of course, you know, my dad's not easily persuaded. Um, obviously he's going to do his homework and we're going to study it. And, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, we had got in touch with Dave and uh, John Lyons, and you know I, I don't want to just keep naming folks because I'm afraid I'll, you know, uh, miss somebody. But um, Dad went to uh, field day at John's place, and I, I think that would have been in, in around 2014, 2015, um, and we purchased uh, I think six. And then uh, Dave and Dad and uh, had got to uh, talk, and Dave found 
just any animal. We was wanting, you know, some of the, the better genetics that we could find. Um, I tell people all the time, if you can't have quantity, you best buy quality. And uh, buy the best quality south pole that you can and uh, reach out to folks that knows a lot more about this than, than we do. And, uh, you know, you can kind of learn and, and figure out what works for you. But that's, you know, that's really where, it, you know, we got started. Um, and then uh, Mr. Randy uh, down at Rock Creek Farms. Uh, I mean, I just, I'm afraid I'm going to miss, some, you know, miss somebody. But, you know, there's folks that spent, you know, spent time with us and, and this, that, and the other. So it, it really, you know, we've been blessed. I mean, the Lord's blessed us with this, and we've met some of the best people that, you know, we consider close friends now. And uh, so that, that's that's really how it got started. Nice. Yeah, and, you know, I've been in the South Pole breed for some years, too, and I don't think I've I've ever run across anyone who hasn't spent time, whether that be on the phone, via email, or even at someone's farm, <laughs> showing us cattle and talking farm. And I think that's one of the great things about this breed is, you know, we're still we're still a young breed, so we're we're our numbers are smaller than let's let's say black Angus or something like that, obviously, um, because this breed's only been around for about you know 30 years. But um having that close-knit community feeling where you feel like you can just call up any of these producers that are maybe like on the member directory on the South Pole website, you know, and, and talk South Poles um, is, is really nice. And it's really helpful to kind of have these folks that you can reach out to because there's, everyone has their own stories and there's a lot of um, experiences that we can share together and 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 the genetics that we can share. Um, you, you talked about a, a few folks down there in, in the southern parts um in Alabama and, and stuff that you've really reached out to and and that's great to have have that community. And um Josh, I'm also interested in in um some of the characteristics that you you found that the South Poles in your environment, your forages and your experience have really been able to excel at um you know i know for us we got into the south poles because we wanted something that was more efficient on forage only and that has been a huge a huge help with our bottom bottom line on the farm uh, financially and that's you know one of the one of the only one of the reasons why we kind of transitioned but are there any other traits and characteristics about the south pole that you've seen in your own herd that you you see them excelling at um the you know obviously we've talked about the docile so that that you know that's that's huge uh but uh so i'll give a shout out to the fertility of these animals uh and the longevity so we can kind of we can kind of combine both of these um and and talk about them so last year on our farm uh we had 100 percent conception rate um that was that was a, a 90 day breeding season so uh we're not um that 90 days is what works for us you know I, i'm not going to argue with someone about what works for them and what don't but 90 is what works for us 
100% conception rate. Uh, and then, but not only that, so you got to look back at uh, a lot of these animals that we first purchased, uh, you know, they're, they're 10 years old now. And uh, so I'm not saying, uh, I'm, I'm going to say that we've got total, um, on our farm, we're going to have somewhere around 65 uh, mama cows uh, plus all the calves. Plus, we have, you know, uh, we have a pretty pretty large number of, of herd bull candidates. But um, that these things just keep breeding and keep having calves, and that's uh, obviously you've got to have calves to sell to produce revenue but um the, i can uh some of these animals will be on display down here at the field day if you come uh the i'll shout out the utter quality i mean some of these girls bags look like they did when they was three and they're 10 now and they look just like they did i mean like i wish by if I only knew, I wish I would have took before and after pictures uh, to see the progress, but all I can tell you is nothing's changed. Uh, you know, we they keep producing wonderful calves. Um, but, you know, we we really focus on the genetics, um, you because know, we're a seed stock operation. We're not, uh, we're not a steer operation. Uh, now, we do, you know, we do some of our bulls that don't make herd sour candidates we uh, you know we do sell them to other producers to finish on grass and um, but we it, it just just works I mean it just really does so um, but I, you know I'll go on to say this uh, you know one of the uh, one of the challenges that I see in this breed um, is that just because it's a south pole don't mean it's a good one so you got to do your homework and um and then sometimes i feel like that because we're trying to produce the best animal that we can produce sometimes folks are um and and you know and i'm not going to cast a stone at someone that i'm not going to cast it myself so sometimes we want a bull to make a to make a herd sire candidate in, in reality i think it's the quickest way to degrade a, a breed is is to make uh, what should have been a steer a bull just because you thought you think you needed to make a sale and uh so i i think that uh, it's tough it's a tough it's a tough call to make but it you know, has to be obtainable in your in your farm operation to be able to you know to steer them and and you know for us we we don't pass judgment on a bull until it's uh 10 to 12 months old and i know not everybody can do that and and but we just have our genetics is strong um we just want to make sure that we give that animal the perfect opportunity to to make uh what it's going to make before we pass judgment on steering it because you know some folks they're they're used to you know cutting them as soon as they're born and you know, and I um, I had to learn from the transition from the commercial to the South Pole. Well, you don't need to do that because, you know, you might be cutting something that don't need to be cut or 
vein is something that don't need to be painted. So that's um, that's that's one that's one thing I see that that we need to work on as a <clears throat> as a whole, in my opinion. Yeah, some good. That's some good points, Josh. Um, and you know, I've I've seen similar things where, like like you said, just because South Pole doesn't mean that it's a you know, magical cow or anything. There's some bad ones out there, and and uh, we all need to kind of do our due diligence and in, in learning about proper animal selection and what that looks like for you and your environment wherever you're at on your your operation. And and record keeping is a huge, I think, a huge uh, aspect of, of that as well. Not just looking at the, the phenotype of the animals, but also the, the records of, of the parentage, um, and how they've, what age they are and how long they've been calving, um, or what the bull's mothers was like. Um, so all that's super important. And, and I just want to ask you a couple more questions before we maybe switch paths and start talking about the field day coming up, because I know that you guys have been working super hard on, on getting things ready for that, but, um, I know genetics are super important for you. And you'd already said that when you got in to the South Pole breed, you didn't just go and buy South Poles, um, whatever was available. You were really looking for some of the the quality genetics um, that you felt like fit your your operation. But over time, um, what, because, you know, we can talk about all the great things about South Pole, but there's some, you know, disadvantages or challenges to the breed as well. And and so when it comes down to calling, your calling practices, what, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, calling, keeping animals is, is great and knowing what to keep, but also knowing what to call is very important as well. So what are you looking for when you call a cow um, in, in your experiences? Um, what, are, what characteristics and traits are you trying to call out of, of your herd? As far as the, the animal as it stands in the pasture, uh, I'm calling a cow from, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, she can't stand without her feet and she can't milk without a bag. Um, you know, so that's the two big, big things for me uh, in our farm uh, about looking at cows. Uh, a bull, uh, you know, I'm going to start at the rear end, uh, the back you know, the back feet, you know, that's his foundation. And then I'm going to, you know, focus on his testicles, his rear end, his back, his head, his neck, and then his front feet. Um, if we're just looking at animals, uh, you know, bulls and cows, that, that's what I'm going to focus on. Um, you know, from genetics, genetics are, are what they are, and it does mean a lot. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, people get hung up on, uh, so, you know, we've got bulls in our place, BC-10, you know, that, that's a, it's a fabulous bull and, and, you know, different lineages, you know, Broadway and RH-60 and all these different, but you hear about the bulls, you know, you hear about the bulls, um, genetics and these the ones that's had names, but then oftentimes we forget about the, you know, what about the cow? And because the cow's genetics means a lot too. Uh, so I think that you have to focus on both aspects of, you know, it takes both uh, to produce a calf. And 
I think that you've got to know what you're looking at. And if you don't know what you're looking at, that's perfectly fine too, because there's enough people in this industry that will take the time and effort to steer you in the right direction. Um, and that's, you know, really that's, that's kind of what, you know, helped us get started. I mean, someone took the time, uh, you know, to, to show us, uh, you know, they didn't tell us everything, but they showed us, they got us headed in the right direction. And then we kind of took it from there and, and, um, and it's worked. Um, so that, you know, I hope I answered your question maybe. Yeah, no, you did for sure. And, um, I think that your answer is a good segue into talking about the field day, because I think for folks who, you know, I think it's not just beginner folks who don't know much about the breed or even, even folks like me, where sometimes we need a little more education and the field day is the, probably the best place to come once a year um, to not only network with other South Pole producers or other graziers out there, but, you know, we've, th this field day is, a, uh, it's two days of education, essentially. And um, we have a portion of each field day every year where it's, it's the breakout sessions. And I know one of the breakout sessions is um, based on uh, animal selection and what traits and characteristics to be looking for um, so that you can pick out those animals that are doing well for you and, and what we need to be doing that way. So let's, let's talk about the field day. I know you guys have been preparing for this event uh, for quite some time. I hosted it back in 2019. So I, I have an inkling of what it's like. We had about 400 people at ours, but I think we're going to have record numbers this year. I think we're talking about six to 700 people um, showing up. So let's talk about the field day, Josh. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, the, the dates and, and when it is like, and uh, who the speakers are and all that good stuff. Okay, well, uh, it's obviously we're a, week, we're a week away from blast off. So this time next week, everybody will either be done arrived in North Alabama or they'll be making their way to North Alabama for, um, you know, in, in to my knowledge, it's the best event that you can go to, um, as far as South Pole is concerned, because, the, um, and it's just the main thing that we want to focus on is, is the networking of, other producers because oftentimes you do not realize that you you may live in a, a part of the country that you think well there nobody else is raising these things around me and then you get to a field day and you think you know you're i mean you don't know nobody but you're looking at their badges you're thinking man where are they from and then so you look at the badges and you think man i know where you're from and anyway long story short it's a it's a small world once you get to one of these events um the obviously the keynote speakers is uh, Greg Judy and and, uh, and I think Teddy's going to do uh, some speaking. Both of them is going to be on Saturday. Uh, me personally, I've actually never met Greg. 
personally, I, I do understand that this man has a wealth of knowledge and has um, helped promote the breed as well as Teddy. Obviously, you know, he, um, I have met Teddy before. Um, my dad obviously knows him a lot better than I do, but uh, the breakout sessions, um, you know, it would be a shame, but um, I actually haven't read the agenda. Uh, well, I've, I've, got the, I've got the agenda pulled up here, Josh. I'll read, read through them here real fast just so folks know. No, you don't care. Like I said, I apologize. It's just, you know, <laughs> when you're getting ready, when you're getting ready for this thing, uh, you're you're not um, – I'll let other people worry about who the keynote speakers is, is what I'm getting at. That's right. And the agenda – I mean, this folks, this is a two-day event. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. And, and if you want to see the agenda um, in written form, go to southpole.com, southpole, P-O-L-L.com, and go to the events tab uh, and field day. And the agenda is right there. But essentially, we're – we're opening it up on Friday, September 22nd, um, and we're going to have cattle viewing, networking, visiting vendors uh, Friday morning. We're going to have um, a producer panel with a Q&A session with three different South Pole producers um, from 1.30 to 3, and um, those producers are from Missouri, Virginia, and Texas. Then Friday afternoon from three to six, we have these these breakout sessions. And this is kind of one of, one of my favorite parts of the um, field day because there's going to be five different breakout sessions. And not only are each breakout sessions, you you learn so much. Like I would recommend bringing a note, notepad or recording with your phone if you can some of these. Um, but you also get to do a, some networking when you get to move from uh, session to session with these folks. So the breakout sessions are going to be uh, cow nutrition with uh, Troy Lohman, tagging DNA, tattooing with Dakota Blanks, animal selection with Dave Roberts and Bruce, animal health um, with Dr. Whiteley, and registrations and record keeping with Ann, our secretary. Um, that night, we're going to have a supper um, and entertainment. So that's always fun to continue our networking. And then Saturday, we're going to have uh, Teddy Gentry speak to us about South Poles, the history, um, where he sees this breed going. And we're going to have Greg Judy for a couple of hours. Um, you know, Greg Judy, a regenerative farmer from Green Pastures. If, if you follow him on YouTube, he's he's got quite the following. Lunch, um, we've got silent auction going on. We have a junior speaking contest, which is always so much fun um, to, to listen to. And then the about three o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, we have our cattle auction where we sell some really top quality animals. I mean, the animals that come to this cattle auction are what we consider some of the best in the breed. Um, so if, if, if you are able, like Josh was saying, focus on quality of these animals, these might be some of the ones you want to be looking at. So that's kind of the rundown of the field day. And I'm, excited about it. Josh was saying it's about networking and really networking is, is, is the key, uh, key, key point here. And, and obviously there's a lot of educational opportunities as well. And, and just sharing our experiences with other producers. Um, so that's kind of the, the rundown. Um, is there any, are there any other things you, you think that folks should know about the field day or Josh, I know we, they can go online if they want to register late at this point, we still can register um, 
online at southpole.com. But are there any other little specific points that you think folks coming into the field they should know um, coming onto your to your farm? Please let people know that they are more than welcome to come to the farm and drop their trailer. We've got seven acres of parking, and if they want to drop their trailer to to go to the the hotel and and restaurants and stuff, they're they're more than welcome to hook or you know uh, dolly down their trailers at the farm. Okay, great. Um, we we've got lots of parking and. They, they, it'll be under, you know, it'll, they'll be locked up, so there won't be no worries of someone stealing them or anything like that. So, uh, um, I think that, um, well, I, I guess I probably need to mention this. So, a lot of people uh, that's not from the South, I'm, I'm not sure, if, you know, I know not everywhere there's fire ants. Um, we have a large number of fire ants in the south, and uh, we're actually going to spray everywhere for fire ants. But I'm not saying that that's going to completely uh, take away the the risk of fire ants. So uh, just you know, for those that's bringing kids and 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 what uh, whatever you're. Uh, if you're sitting on the ground or just, just be mindful. I just, I just don't want to, um, uh, I just don't want somebody to get hurt. Um, uh, Ann and I spoke, um, two days ago and there is record numbers of registrations and then you got to factor in a small percentage for walk-in. So, uh, Ann and I thought it would, would be adequate to mention that, um, you know, I'm a pretty big guy, uh, pretty tall, uh, pretty hefty, and uh, these rentable chairs that we uh, that we have, um, they're not the best in the world. So I was encouraging folks to, you know, if you want to bring your own chair, that would be great in case we, uh, I don't think we will run out, but I just think that, you know, it don't cost a lot to just throw it in the back of the truck and bring it with you and, and that sort of thing. So, uh, you know, I don't, we've got plenty of food vendors and, um, you know, good food. And then, you know, the entertainment should be, to be, should be good. And, you know, and I just want to make this available to folks. Uh, obviously after the sale, I do realize that people probably won't be cutting out headed home. Some will, some won't. We're going to hold the cattle to Wednesday at lunch. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but anyway, uh, that's, next week that wednesday at lunch we asked that all cattle be picked up or arranged um i will have um i will have cattle haulers available to uh if someone don't want to bring a trailer and they want to um you know have their cattle hauled that they purchase uh we you know we can look at the logistics of that and and you know get get them headed in the right direction so That'll be that'll be available. Uh, you know, just just talk to me um, if, if you got any questions. But I, but we think Wednesday should be sufficient for everybody to get the cattle out. Uh, so yeah, I thanks. Was good points. Right? 
but yeah, no, those are all those are all helpful, uh, Josh, because um, the weather is supposed to be super nice, Becky. I don't know if people's looked at it. It's uh, you know, the humidity. Uh, I, I should have been quoted this, and I didn't mean to cut you off, but uh, the humidity is 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 toning down, uh, and we're going to look at the upper 50s for lows and uh, 80s, low 80s as high as the highs and that, that sure should be comfortable for folks and as of right now we don't have any rain in the forecast great that's awesome that'll be perfect weather for this event and again just for folks who who've never been and, and are interested in, in coming still or are already registered to come um these you know this this field day event has been happening this is the 15th one for 15 years now and we've been hosting them on uh, South Pole producers farms every year. So one farmer will um, open up and their their farm to um, the event. They will put together th these events. You know, it's a, it's a lot of work. And um, you know, I know this is an on farm event, so there's going to be dust and dirt, um, grass. So don't come in anything, any fancy clothes or anything like that. Um, a lot of our vendors are going to be in barns and tents. Uh, this is an outside event. So just be prepared for that. Uh, sounds like we're gonna have some amazing weather though. So that'll be perfect. And um, this is, yeah. I mean, I, I always look forward to the event every year, but this is really just a great time to network and connect and share. And um, Josh, I know you guys have been putting in so much time and, and effort into preparing your farm for this and really really appreciative of you guys opening it up for for us all and and can't wait to come back down to y'all's place and and uh connect and and uh catch up so um if if uh folks want to find you guys specifically the creatures i'm just gonna you know let you guys do you guys have an email or a website or on facebook or anything like that that you want to plug in here at the moment um yeah you can you can contact me uh well first off let's just make sure everybody knows this this is creech farms that's 321 county road 250 that will be albertville alabama 35951 uh you can call myself at 256-302-0463 or you can contact um, my dad, Doug, at 256-572-6244. Um, we both have a, a email addresses, so you could, if you've got a question, you can email us. Uh, you can get it off the website. Uh, we're actually in the process of, um, I'm not too tech savvy, neither is dad. Uh, we're actually having a spring auction online auction so we're actually in the process of, well it'd be 2024 april 13th 2024 but anyway uh so we're in the process of uh, building a website and a facebook page but we kind of had to put that on pause till we got through this event uh to uh you know to put all of our effort and resources to this because we didn't want to you know lose focus on this and then we'll uh, but um that's for that's the only way we have for you to contact us but um you know, we're we're good to go. Uh, you know, and you know, as we end this call, I just want to make sure that we, you know, I want to give credit where credit's due. Uh, uh, obviously, 
Skeeter, our our farm hand, has put a lot of work in. Uh, um, the she's put a lot of work. Uh, the um, the selection team. So these, I don't know if we hit on that, but all these animals was selected um, or looked at by uh, Dave, Dakota, Bruce, and am I missing one, Becky? Um, I think I think that was three of them. Anyway, I just want to make sure that you know if you if you see those folks, you know you thank them because uh, without them. It's just not possible, uh, you know. Thank you to you for uh, for getting the information out on the on the web. I mean, without it, it's because uh, this is this is the day and time we live. This is how people communicate. So we got to put a large emphasis on that. Uh, thank you to the board. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize that there's a there's a board in place that uh, makes decisions and tries to lead the the breed in the right direction. Um, so this should be a good event. I mean, it really should. So we're we're looking forward to it, and and, and I just pray that the Lord will, uh, you know, give traveling mercies to everyone that is traveling down here, um, and. Hope everyone gets here safely and, and has a good time uh, networking and uh, meeting new friends and and uh, and so that's all I've got, Becky. If you have any more questions, I would be be glad to uh, answer them to the best of my ability. But uh, and I will say this: there is some very uh, there's some good there's some good vendors coming. Uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the farm we have planted um, and uh, our summer grazing. So every, everyone, Greg, will be showing uh, showing that to folks uh, doing the pasture walk. So uh, a lot of this seed that we, uh, which will be going into winter grazing, a lot of this seed will be available through Murphy Seed Farm, which we have access to, which is right next to Fort Payne that we are very blessed to have access to to be able to purchase all of our seed throughout the year. Uh, I know they'll be there, and I know there's a there's a good list of, of vendors that's coming. So, you know, when folks come, uh, make sure that you do realize that those people made effort to 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 come and and uh, set up and and that sort of thing. Uh, so, great. That's all I have. Well, that's awesome, Josh. Thanks for um, thanks for pointing all those those folks out and um, folks listening to the podcast. I uh, highly recommend that if you can pick out Josh and his dad Doug during the field day, go ahead and and say hi to them and introduce yourself if you, if you haven't and and thank them for putting this together and and making that connection. And maybe sharing a South Pole story or two, but. Josh, thank you again for your time this morning. And thank you so much to you and your family for hosting the field day this year. Folks, if you want to find out more information about the South Pole Field Day, you can go to southpole.com, southpolepoll.com and uh, find out some more information there. We also have a Facebook um, uh, page. You can go and find us on Facebook. So there's there's ways to connect with us online. Josh, looking forward to seeing you in just uh, seven short days and uh, cannot wait to 
see y'all's place again and uh, connect and, and catch up. I look forward to seeing everyone uh, once again. Please travel safely, and uh, we'll see you in a week. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, there you have it, folks. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to Josh Creech of Creech Farms in Albertville, Alabama. And uh, if you guys are interested in attending the South Pole Field Day that is happening September 22nd, 23rd, so just seven days away, you still have time to register online at southpole.com, at southpolepoll.com, and you can uh, register for that. Folks, thank you again for listening to the podcast today. Have safe travels if you're coming down to the field day next week. Please come say hi to me if you see me at the, the field day and um, just want to give me any of your input on the podcast. I'm always open to suggestions and uh, just can't wait to see all y'all's smiling faces, safe travels, and until next time, happy grazing. <laughs>